0: Welcome back to another episode of Ails with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And you know, when I pause that way, there's only one gentleman that could possibly be on the other end. And that is is (laughs) Mr. Tom Stanfill, Uh, who loves the pause. I love the
1: pause. I love the pause. I love how you punctuate the point with the pause.
0: (laughs) Well, today, Tom, we have a treat because a lot of times we're talking to either just the rep or just the sales leader but today we are talking to all of you because we've got something we are kind of playing with called quadrant coaching and you know for managers you know it's it's all about creating motivation but also dealing with something you don't have enough of and that's called time and for the reps it's always helpful to know what it is your uh, your managers are doing to to help you develop and so, we, we plan to talk to both of you and give you some time-saving tips, some motivation tips, and really get into the concept of quadrant coaching. But first, Mr. Stanfield, you must have something cold, frosty, and refreshing in front of you.
1: I do. I do. Uh, in honor of you, I oh. went to a local brewery. Yes. You know, one of these, it's real popular brewery here in, in Northeast Atlanta <laughs> called Variant Brewery.
0: Nope.
1: Variant. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from, but here's the beer that they crafted. They created it's a New England IPA called Snake Monkey. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> You're making okay, that so up. This is, so, this is in your honor. Uh,
1: it's uh 7.7% ABV, so I may not be able to finish this podcast.
0: Okay. Well,
1: it's happened rude. Before. All right. Check this out Galaxy Citra and Mosaic Hops. Nice. I have no idea what that means. But it's uh, it's very tasty and very wonderful. I had it the other day, and so I'm gonna have it again today. All right, here we go.
0: Crack it and chug it. All right, I am gonna do something new. I've never had this. It's uh, it's actually called Old Jubilation. Mm. Uh, this was it sounds like the, something from The Grinch. Exactly. Well, this comes from Boulder, Colorado avery's old jubilation mm-hmm. um and i love i love some of the descriptive terms here um it's an 8.3 uh, percent so i too will probably be sleeping within 20 minutes um but it, it, it kind of comes out in october and i just want to read you this piece it's inviting multi-profile that's multi mm-hmm. like m-a-l-t-y overshadows any hoppiness mm. while the mahogany color how descriptive is this? And hazelnut, mocha, and toasted caramel notes encompass the feel of the season. Mm. I mean, are you not I in? I'm, I'm jealous.
1: In. I thought I thought I was I thought I was wedding with snake monkey.
0: Oh, this is this is delightful. It does make me want to go sit by a warm fire with perhaps a I don't know, peanut butter cookie or something.
1: I'll tell you what, they're 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 serving up beer like like we're drinking wine.
0: I know. True. True.
1: Well, I'm excited yeah, about true. the topic, Scott. I know you said we're kind of something we're playing around with this quadrant coaching, but actually we're playing, we're just playing around with the, um, uh, with the title. Of, That's right. Of, That's what of, I meant. Of, of calling it quadrant coaching because for, for, for a long time we've called it strategic coaching or other centered leadership. But the topic today is probably one of the most radical things we teach frontline leaders um, and it's related to the two biggest barriers, which is motivating the reps and have, finding time to coach. That's kind of the two biggest barriers that managers face. They're always out of time. And this is a, this is a very, um, out of the box radical solution that we've been teaching for probably now 15 years. And it, yeah. it really does make a coach's life easier. And as you said about the rep, um, you know, we, we, we haven't lost the reps yet. Um, this is, this is a, You know, one of the things that top performers, and I'm always always noticed about top performers, a common trait, is they're they're super honest about reality. And so this we're going to talk about the four types of reps. And if you are honest about where you fit, I think it could it could potentially. Um, have an impact on uh, the trajectory of your career. So I'm excited about the topic today.
0: Well, and, and reps are always, there's different things motivate different reps, right? Some of it's purely money, some of it's getting promoted, right? right? And so if you fancy yourself as a future sales manager, you're going to want to clue into some of this because- That's a good point too. That's going to help you potentially uh, light up the room when you get to that first interview um, <laughs> and you tell them how you're going to lead differently than you've been led before. So- take a listen. Um, well, very good, Tom. So I know we've kind of gotten, as I mentioned at the top, we've got two different parts to quadrant coaching we want to talk about. That's the time savings aspects of it, but also the motivating aspects of it. So right. what's the best place to start in your opinion? Well, the, the, the first thing to, to
1: really start off with is, is the idea that most managers are coaching the wrong people. Right. So you just let that sink. So managers feel like there's a common belief that everybody on my team needs to be coached. That's, that's wrong. That's actually not true, right? If someone doesn't want to get better at a skill or do better at a competency or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if they don't want to get better at their craft, you can't force them to get better. I always use a golf analogy. You know, I can make you show up at a driving range, but if you don't want to get better at golf, you're not going to work on hitting the ball any better. Yep. If, you want to, if you don't want to get better at playing an instrument or better at cooking, if you don't want to do that, I can make you show up for practice, but you're not going to really invest the time and energy. So, coaching is all about skill development. If someone doesn't, doesn't want to get better, you can't coach them. It is you're wasting time. Now, again, we define coaching different than managing, right? So, coaching isn't talking. Coaching isn't you know, giving the rep the scorecard. Coaching is about observing their behavior, getting, gaining alignment on what needs to be developed, and then working with them to practice. So those things are a waste of time if somebody doesn't want to get better. If you want, don't want to get better, practice doesn't make sense. Yep. So that's the idea. So what we found is the most helpful thing to do is think of your reps in four buckets. Or another way to say that is there's really four types of reps on your team. There's not, there's not just high performers. It's not just based on performance, but there's four types of reps on your team. And so the best way to explain that is to think of the two axis. There's results and desire. Yep. Okay. So results and desire. So if you think of one axis as results, everybody on your team is either above the line in results or below the line. Right. So in other words, they're hitting their number or they're not hitting their number.
0: Now, some of them could be dangerously close and those could be the ones you got to look out for, right? They're just above the line, but they're not really reaching their potential. But I take your point. Yeah. There's yeah, they're, above it, the line and below the line. It's true. Yeah.
1: They're either, they're either, they're either hitting their number. Yeah. They could be hit. They could double their number. Yeah. But they're either above the line or they're below the line. So meaning now sometimes, you know, we meet with a management team and their line, their, the, the the results line isn't very defined. That's a problem. Yeah. So you, you if you want to if you want to motivate your team, and we can talk about that in a minute. There's got to be a line. You got to know um, that everybody needs to be clear about what results. I can't win the game if I don't know what the game is. That's right. Right. I yeah. don't. I need to. I need to know. It also will demote demotivate your high performers if there's if the results aren't clearly defined. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's number one. The results line. So there's there's reps that are above the line and below the line.
0: Well, yeah, if you go back to your golf analogy for a second there is there is a score you you plan to hit now you and i may not ever hit par but we do have a score that we like to hit mine happens to be pretty aggressive to get below 100 okay. is that is that good by the way I don't know.
1: very aggressive <laughs> super <laughs> aggressive <laughs> <laughs> i've played with you before i i think that's i think that's a low i think that's not a very motivating goal i think <laughs> much better. i yeah. think actually you, you won closest to the hole the last tournament we played. I, I did.
0: The one good shot I hit that round. So, they, you know, we all that's what keeps me coming back. But but yeah, t- the
1: golf guys always give you one good shot. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry to cut yeah. you off. No, you're no, wrong. that's
1: okay. That's okay. But, it, but it's a good point. And if you don't like sports analogies because they're overused, and, and I get that. But the reality is, we need to be clear about what good yeah. looks like. Everybody wants to know how well they're doing. Um, So that results line needs to be there. Then the other axis is is the desire line.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: either there's reps on your team that either want to change, they want to get better, or there are reps that don't. So it's just, it's really black or white. Do they want to get better and they don't want to get better? And most, the most common question I'm asked is how do you know if someone has a desire?
0: Yeah. It's a great question.
1: Biggest question we're asked when we, when we, when we teach quadrant coaching, and then it's real simple. It's not about attitude. It's not, do they nice? Do they nod when you talk to them? Do they agree with you? It's, do they have a pleasant attitude or are there, are there, are there, are there um, you know, they, they bristle or, or give you, you know, don't, don't, they argue with your feedback. It has nothing to do with attitude It's one. It's only relates to one thing, effort. Yeah. In other words, when you assign a developmental activity, so let's say that you you observed a rep in the field um, and you noticed or you felt like the gap in performance was related to discovery. Let's just say they, they had to the do poor job of discovery. Mm-hmm. They couldn't build value because they weren't very good at discovery. So let's say the developmental activities, why don't we develop a discovery roadmap or discovery you know, matrix or whatever you wanna call it that will help you get better at leading a discovery meeting. So let's, let's create a template. And the rep says, great, that's a great idea. Then you have a due date. Okay, well, let's, when can we get done and meet? And when, when can you get that done? And when can we meet about it? And so let's say you say Friday. Great, Friday. Friday comes. They either did or didn't do their homework. That's what determines desire, not attitude, but effort. Yeah. And so if you're not doing that with your team members, then you can't measure desire.
0: So it seems like you've developed a clear line of distinction between results, above or below the line, right. and desire, what, left or right of the line, if I'm envisioning the, the quadrants, right? Right. Um, let me ask you this. So you're saying we, we don't coach everybody. Do you, do you think there's a subset of people out there that might think that's unfair? Like, doesn't everybody deserve to be coached if they have a job? It's- um,
1: it would be unfair if they asked for coaching and you didn't give it to them. So and you're so- saying,
0: I got you. Yeah, so so right. if their desire would be shown by them asking for coaching. Then when you coach them, if they don't do the work, they've invalidated their side of the contract.
1: It's their choice. It's so let's, uh, let's go back to the example with the discovery. I think it'd be helpful if we fill in let's fill in this what based on these two axes of results and desire yep. we now created four types of reps okay your independents are reps that are above the line in in um performance they're hitting their number but they don't want to change they don't they're not willing to work on their discovery skills or discovery develop a discovery uh matrix if you will yep um Okay, so that's independent. The detractors are below the line, and they don't want to change either.
0: That's your worst enemy, right there. Yeah, so, think
1: like, <laughs> well, thanks for your thanks for your advice about discovery. Would you like to? Okay, so we wanted you to develop some discovery questions, a discovery framework. That's the word I was looking for to help you lead your next discovery. And you meet with them on Friday, and they say, "I didn't do it." Oh, you know, because I got busy or whatever. it's That's great. When you get that done, you let me know and we'll, the coaching will continue. Yeah. So the coaching, you, you're not going to ride along with them again. Observe. You may spend time with them. I'm not saying you don't spend time with them. I'm saying you don't work on more developmental activities. You don't practice until they get that done. And so they choose they, they're not, to not be coached. The achievers to finish out the four, the achievers are above the line and want to get better. And the strivers are below the line of results and and want to get better. So the achievers and the strivers are the people that are wanting you to spend time with them. They want to practice. They do everything you ask them to do and they're hungry for development. That's who you coach. Now you spend time with all of them, but the thing that costs you the most time is meeting with them, observing their behavior, and
0: coming up with development plans and
1: practicing. And so that's coaching. And so you only coach
0: achievers and strivers. Well, and you know, we've talked about parts of the 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 quadrant before on the podcast right. um but what's probably worth refreshing people on is because you mentioned you still spend time with them but not with your coach's hat on. So maybe no, we right. maybe we should just outline for the the audience what what are the the roles of a sales manager because it's more than just coach right there's there's other aspects so why don't you take us through the four roles we believe that exist within a sales manager's
1: well i think you're meaning that yeah there's three roles but there's four dials
0: my bad yeah yeah right
1: the the center dial of of every if you look at think about your dashboard yeah um you've got the center dial is results right and if results aren't achieved then there's three reasons it's either desire problem productivity problem. or a a competency or capability problem. And so depending on the gap, whether it's desire, productivity, or competency, you wear a different hat. So lead, I lead when there's a desire problem. So when I'm meeting with an independent or detractor, that's the hat I need to wear is lead. I need to figure out what's, what's the problem with desire. And there's four barriers that you typically will face, the reason why people won't want to change and so i wear that lead hat if i'm focused on turning the desire dial i wear the manage hat if it's a productivity issue meaning they're just not doing the right things yep they want to change but they're just not doing the right things they're not doing enough of the right things so i need the managing is about holding them accountable to their plan what what what's the what's the you know here's the plan that you put out you're going to have this many meetings you're going to call this many people you're going to send this many emails you're going to do follow the process and you're just not doing it and then, and then the capability dial you know, is about coach. So that's where I need to observe, align with, and make sure there's alignment to what needs to change, and then develop. Yep. So that's where I wear my coaching hat. So I, if I'm dealing with an independent or a detractor, I need to put on my lead hat, or I may need to put on my manage hat. Maybe they need to know where they are.
0: Yeah. 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 But the point is your coaching time is limited. And by the way, I think almost every person I've ever talked to about how much they're coaching all say not enough, right? They it's almost invariably the same answer, not enough. And when you try to get them to a percentage, it's something like five or 10% of their time, right? Right. They're not, they're not able to prioritize enough time. And everybody has to do reports. Every big organization, every small organization has the same challenges. You've got to do reports and you've got to, you know, you've got to manage the team. But, um, you know, carving out more time to, to be a coach is one thing. Optimizing the time you have as a coach is what we're talking about here. That's exactly um,
1: right. Well, it also frees up time. Because if you think about all the time that you waste as a leader spending time with people who don't want to get better, Yeah, it's a lot of time. Yeah. You know, because you, you, you ride along with the independents and they, they, you have dinner or you talk to them, whatever you do, however you spend time with them. You step dinner. Yep. Um, and then nothing happens. And that's very frustrating, you know, if you're, if you're a leader. But it frees you up to say, look, this is your – and this goes back to the motivation thing. So, you know, it's if they own it, then, th- then it kind of helps create motivation. Like, I'm not going to work with you because you don't want to get better. Right. And until you want to get better, when you want to go to the driving range, call me. I will be there at whatever time. But I am not going to force you to go to the driving range because it's a waste of time. And so that's that helps motivate them when they're clear about who owns the development. Yeah. Most managers work harder than the reps. And yeah. so it's hard. It's like a parent. You know, like I got to get you to go to school. I got to get you to do these things. I gotta get you a bed. I got to Well, you know what? Until the light bulb comes on, they're like, "Look, if you don't want to go to school and you don't want to get better, then, you know, you can go work. You can work an hourly job. That may be great, but that's what that's where this is going." Yeah right no so, i think
0: i think it's a great point i mean it, there's there's a motivation as i think about this on 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 both sides right because the reps the reps sense of motivation would improve when they start to see real progress real results um right. and even feel that uh that sense of accomplishment through the eyes of their leader through their through their manager saying See, together, working together. And again, this is a therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those mm-hmm. who sell for a living. We want you guys to, be, to feel comfortable and confident working together because that's how both of you are going to continue to improve and get better. The, the motivation goes both ways, though, right? The manager can become very demotivated when reps just are not showing that desire. And right. so, you know, when you're wasting your time as a coach, because you didn't lead them to the point where you, you know, established why there isn't a desire, uh, you, you, you just wind up in this self-fulfilling, <laughs> as they said right. in, top, in Top Gun, this you know, death, what was it, a death spiral out to sea or something like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a flat spin out to sea? That's just, that, that's just no way to go through life, right? So we're we're trying to give you as a formula, uh, a way of thinking about it, a framework, and really a quadrant to help you uh, put that all together. Well, I think
1: you're bringing up a good point, Scott, because when you, when you realize that when you have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about you, you want to get better, then you can, you can put it all on the table and say, look, look, I don't have to coach you. This isn't about me, right? This is about you and you reaching your goals and you getting better and you attaining whatever it is that you want to attain. So let's talk about that. And by the way, if, if you don't want me to develop you, because for whatever reason, then how how who can I find that will help you? Because this isn't about me. This is about you. What do you want? Yeah. And, and so you start having a real conversation. So obviously you don't want to get better. And so if we're talking to a rep right now, this is something that that's fascinating that I find is that most people aren't really honest about where they are. Yeah. You know, it's like what 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 quadrant are you in? You know, like are you a striver? Are you achiever? Are you are you an independent or a detractor? What quadrant? Um, because most people are in denial about that. And so as a leader, when you sit down with your team member, you say, you're, you're not only you're not, you're, un, you're not performing, you're not willing to change. That's fine. It's your call. Uh, this may not be a fit for you, but let's have a conversation. What do you want to do about it? What yeah. do you want? And you know, so that, that becomes a very motivational and what may come out of that is, well, there's not alignment. Well, what you want doesn't align with what you're doing. Okay, well, then we, then there's a, there's a strategy for that. Or you just didn't see the connection. And so now we make the connection.
0: And you're reminding me of, and you and I did this podcast, gosh, it might even be almost two years ago. Right. Um, about, do you remember the, 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 the podcast about the number one reps, the top reps all do this one thing very well? Mm -hmm. It's they seek feedback about themselves and, and they're very self-reflective. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and so as reps, we're asking you to be self-reflective and look at yourself in the context of this quadrant that we've laid out and place yourself, like, like Tom said, like, where do you think you are? Is your desire above the line or right of the line? And is, you know, where are your results? And when you look at it holistically and managers, when you look at your team holistically, now you've got a clear roadmap of who you should be spending coaching time with and who you should be spending lead time with. Right. I think that's really helpful.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there's a another good point I want to make about seeking feedback. You know, the number one. So if I'm talking to a leader right now, you were just talking to the rep talking to a leader right now, you know what the best way to motivate your team to seek feedback is for you as a leader to seek feedback.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's a huge you're
1: always as a leader looking for input from your team as to how you can get better that will create a culture of feedback that's the most effective thing you can do to create a culture of feedback because what basically the reason people don't want to feedback is because they're afraid of or if they're seeking feedback is they're afraid of how that's going to go they're trying to avoid this negative conversation or maybe they're going to something's going to be highlighted about um the, the unknown about performance, but when you got a culture where people trust each other and it's all about helping, helping us achieve something together, then we can be honest. And the, the person that needs to lead that is the manager. Cause ultimately the manager's role is just to help the rep get where they want to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you and I've talked about this all the time back at the APC days when you first came in and, and told us about as on the first time was, the culture we had as a leadership team there, we cared about the company, but we right. really cared about the hundreds of reps we put through that call center mm-hmm. and got promoted into, into new jobs. I, I, I still look at LinkedIn and go, oh my gosh, I had something small to do with that person getting to where they are because of the way we treated them when they were in our, in our call center 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. There's a motive. There's a life-long motivation as a leader. You get out of helping people develop and promote and, and you, you know, maybe even becoming your boss someday, which happened once. So, you know, it's like, right. it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling that, that I hope everybody gets to feel someday. Well, hey, Tom, you know, this is, go ahead.
1: You're bringing up something really, I think really important too, because you you kind of touched on this. I want to say this before we close out um, that when you, when you hear about these four quadrants, a lot of times people can hear when well, you treat different people differently. We touched on this a minute ago when you said about, you know, is it fair or you yeah. seem like it's, it's equitable. But you, you performance, your, your, your relationship with someone is, should never be determined by their performance. So regardless if someone on my team is a detractor or they're an achiever, or a str- I should treat all of them the same. So performance doesn't determine relationship. My relationship with you and my interest in getting to know you, serve you, help you get better, is not based on what quadrant you're in. Yeah. That's the same for everybody. It's how you spend your time. And maybe that's something we can talk about on the next podcast is, is strategies, specific strategies for each one of the, of the four. But how you treat them. And how you take care of them and serve them while you're on your team is the same.
0: Yep. I remember, uh, I, know, I know we're not huge on sports analogies, but I ha- actually am because I'm a huge sports fanatic. But you remember Bill Parcells, the coach of the Giants um, back in the 80s, he coached a couple other teams later, but he had Lawrence Taylor on his team. Yeah. And someone said, you always treat Lawrence different than everybody else. And, and, and that's not fair. And he said to the media, I'm not interested in being fair. I'm interested in being right. And he knew Lawrence needed a different kind of coaching than maybe other parts of the team. Right. right. And, and so I think, I think, you know, we're kind of saying we, we want to, we want to spend time with everybody and help everyone develop, but coaching time is meant for those with desire. And I think that's a, right. that's a great and lesson. They, to take away.
1: they choose. They choose. Right. Desire is the key that opens the door to a coaching session. They it. choose to coach. You're not saying you don't want to coach them they are saying, I don't want to be coached.
0: Yeah, And that so, is- when,
1: when they say, I want to open that door, then you open the door. So, that's exactly right. You're, you, you, your strategy should match your player. And yeah. you have four players. And so, we can talk next time about the different strategies.
0: So, I love that you have just teased because in the broadcasting world, the tease is very, very important. Ah, the Yes. Yes. So, we have just said there will be a part two of this quadrant coaching and I love that so uh, stay tuned a week from today you will uh, you will get even more coaching help and reps those of you that are uh, aspiring to be leaders will really want to tune in but even those that are just happy in their rep role you're going to want to listen to what your coaches are, are learning because uh, this is a team sport as we all know right. So, Tom, thanks so much for uh, joining Ails with Aslan. It's been a great topic. Make sure you guys get out there and subscribe to the podcast, share it. We've just been rated in the top 10% of all sales podcasts, and we are super proud of that, but we want to get all the way to the top. We think this is one of uh, the podcasts out there that can be very helpful for you, and uh, we hope you share that belief. So comment, drop your comments down there and ask us questions that could be the theme for future podcasts, and we'll talk to you in another week on Ales with Aslan.